0: and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're very welcome to our preview show. We're looking ahead to the playoffs of the Senior Championship coming up this weekend. There's games on Friday, Saturday and Sunday and all the Senior Championship games will be shown live on TV. and there's now a few intermediate games being shown live as well. So to preview the game, I have Mahri, Stefan Kuzik on and we're going to look forward to all the games. Starting with Friday night, we have Ballum McNab, here on Sourcefields in the athletic grounds, this is at half seven. Throwing, I think it is. Um, and Stefan, as usual, I'm going to let you take over. I don't talk much about Bolin I try not to. Um, so I suppose Bolin and source feels they they know each other really well. They've played each other so many times down through the years in league and championship. Um, both sides probably Bolin Knob disappointed to be in the playoff, lost last week. And Saracens so obviously disappointed that they didn't push on in big plans last week. So maybe both teams coming into this will point to prove.
1: Yeah, a um, bit of a point to prove. That's uh, good things about the playoffs. If um, by the format, if you lose, you're, you're still in basically. But probably now will be kicking themselves after um, beating us and giving the Roman tea. I could go over and um, going to Clavy. A draw would have got them through, getting a week off, but they are, they are at. Um, Sargefields probably, um, probably predicted they'd probably be in a playoff. Um, was a bit of success for them, but it's a good game. Um, Ballinrobe probably going in as um, hot favourites just because of the championship tradition over the last ten years. Um, Sarge fields haven't really been here, but that's not to say that they um, haven't got a big chance here. Uh, I've played both teams here. Um, very impressed with Ballinrobe, Darren and Murray. Um, what well, just the way they use the ball. Um, just the way they kind of don't take many risks. Everything's kind of just they get their, they get the players in the right positions, and they give the ball to the right players in their positions. Um, the fields probably after watching them last week and um, the success they had with having him and me going in full forward. I would probably say they're probably going to do something similar because I think that's their best chance of winning if they try trying. Go toe-to-toe with uh, Ballymcnab. I think there's really going to be one winner here. So, fields kind of have to play to their strengths and just build on last week and maybe just see the game out a bit better. Um, I think the big thing for Ballymcnab is if they get the kickouts away, I think they'll just uh, run through fields because, as I said, they're all good ball players. They don't take many risks on it. and Generally, they'll always end up giving the ball to the right player in the right position on top of the field. Um, but if Sargefield's press them, that gives search fields, um a far better chance. I mean, Kier will have to go long and um, make a bit more of a midfield battle, and Bottom and will have to scrap more for it because I have been getting the kickouts away um, mostly now. I know last week uh, Clevey pressed them a bit and got a bit of success. So if Sargefield's are looking at that, that's a good template to go for this week. But it's, it's a good game. Um, the goal, but I would say if I, had to, if I had to push myself, I would say just following now, just with experience experience, um, I just think it just a wee bit too much for Schwarzfields. Um, but it'll definitely, it'll definitely be a close game. I don't think following now will run away, but I think it'll be close. So really. you
0: mentioned you imagine that weird yeah. one sort of tactic of you and McGill on the edges square. anybody saying seen it last week against the Clowns? Um in that Lefe- in David Park, sorry, it's like normal TV. It worked or treats definitely like yeah. it's very funny.
1: It uh, the, the uh, just watching that game last week, I just um it just seemed everything he's kicked in, just landed right on the tiny box or six yard box. And Eamon and the by library were just in there and um, there were just there was four clan men on them at a certain stage and they were just everything went in just stuck with him and that really was just—it was actually a lateral back match there you would see there years ago, and um, but it worked a wonder for them. And they got—they uh, got a goal in the first half. Shoulda had a penalty, and him uh, and got a mark and put in the net, and the referee called it back. So it was definitely—it was definitely a good tactic. And then the balls that were branching off them. Paul was picking up the scraps, and um, Tommy McElhinney was picking up scraps. You know, so they were definitely a success. Maybe one 5 in the first half came off their after scores. So. If it's working for you, why change it? Um, George Fields do put up high scores. You can just see their score names all year, and um, there's not too many games where they're not scoring maybe 14, 15 points. So um, it's the other end of the pitches probably their their um, worrying the thing. But going forward, they're definitely they're definitely dangerous. You know the it's the by Garry McIlhinney, the Tommy McIlhinney, the Baiman and Paul McGowan, the big boy Lowry, the, the, the Stevenson's there too. Um, they've definitely got firepower up there. You know? It's just whether or not to get the ball into them early enough uh, or what Bobby McNabb is going to do to try and stifle that there a bit. But it's um, definitely, after watching that game last week, it's definitely a tactic that Fields, I would say, I would have. if they're going to have any chance of winning this match, have to go with. And that's up to Bobby McNabb to try and stop that for
0: this week going forward. I suppose it's definitely see this being a shootout because Sarsfields, as we know, if they do go with that tactic, they're going to get goals, um, as well as Balintknob defenders. There's bound to be one that's in, and um, for Sarsfields, if they if they do it the way they did last week, Knob going forward, they obviously like playing the front forward line. Well. Forward line they have, so I think at Mark Beatty on, we sort of predicted that their game, Knob's game with Clady, was going to be a shootout. That's sort of the way it's panned out. I'm probably going to be seeing Friday
1: night here. I would say so. It's right there. Uh, Bothering up you've Gabby in there, you've Jack in there, and uh, Hughes, it's just the last couple of years. If, if we were playing Bothering now we wouldn't have really had much time to Hughes, but over the last couple of years, he's definitely one of those guys who is... Just he shoot, he's wherever he shoots from, now basically score. He scored two years. So he points down in the other, and not know how he got him over the bar. and um, same thing against us last year in the championship. It just seems over the last couple of years he's kind of stood up for balling now, and is one of the danger men up there. As you said, Jack's Jack in there, and um, definitely needs he needs taking care of from there, or he'll just he can score from any angle too. Plus he always is an A for goal. The great strike of the ball, and the mother if he gets the ball anywhere in 20 yards before that, net, he'll go for goal So, um, search defence, um, it's a bit questionable. Um, I don't know if they have enough to stop Bolly McNabb going there. So, I think their best way of winning this week is actually going up Bolly McNabb and trying to start scoring because I don't think it's going to be a low score match. And it's going to be up till maybe the best. The middle players, like Alexa Grugan there, can he get the ball into Jack quick enough or um, Hughes quick enough on the other way? Can McGee and the likes of McGibbon and all and Kevin Magniton get the ball into Eamon quick? Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones, I swear, it will be a battle around the middle and if there's too much time around the middle for them playmakers, I would say it depends who does that job best. But. It's definitely going to be a high score match. And see, George Field's getting a couple of goals if they keep that tactic. Um, and Balming now, the other end, definitely um, one of the biggest goal sides in the county. So he um, would think by looking at it from the outside, it's definitely going to be a high-scoring match. So well, who do you see uh, coming? Who do you see coming? It's,
0: it's hard.
1: It's hard to look by bargain now because it's just they always seem to be at the latter end of the championship year in year out, um, no matter what. Um, they, they do have the form going into this game, I know they lost last week, but Kalibi are no bad side so um, they're one of the championship contenders so just a, a couple of points lost to Kalibi, there's no, there's, no, there's no disgrace, so I would say going into this game, Balibu would be confident enough of overturning search Fields um, I would say, maybe talking about, about a prediction, I would say maybe 4 or 5 points to Baltimore. But that's not the same search fields. If they do, if that ball comes in and you don't know where it's going to end up, if they get early goals, uh, they'll grow in confidence and it could, it could sneak it. But I'm going for a batting that win here just because of just too much experience, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I'm um, obviously going with an alb as well, no surprises there. Um moving on to Saturday then, we have Clan A on Drum and Tee, in Crosswick Lane at five PM I think through in time. Um living on our T V as well. You've played both teams, you played Drum and last week, obviously, Stefan yeah. on the championship, you played both teams in the league. So I suppose what what have you made of both teams? Drum and obviously earned promotion. i have been had a brilliant championship run, they're unbeaten in the championship. So what have you you made of the two teams? Um
1: Drum and T last week. Um Drum and T are down they're down four or five of their main players um going to the game last week. Um we did not know whether they're going to set up after seeing them against Ballamy NAB the week before and the scoreline that the Nab put up against them, we were going there obviously pretty confident of maybe putting up maybe something similar. Um, but they're just totally set up differently. They've played 14 men inside the 50, and Drummond T is a tight pitch, so we find it very hard to get through them. They are well organised, um, they do try and break a pace, but they rely heavily on free kicks to get their scores. Um, if Clannigale is disciplined in their tackle and don't jump in and don't give you every easy freeze away, Drummond T will find it hard to get scores from play. Um, because they are missing a few men, they kind of looked uh, a couple of their in a big corner forward for scores. The sign fan, the fan kicked the ball in um, a lot because um, they are they are pretty nippy and pacey, but nothing seems to come off it from play. They kind of walk the ball back out again. We what did score against us last week? Nine points and I think seven free kicks. It was like if you don't fail, they won't score. So. can see Drummond T outscoring Clannagale, though Clannagale are putting up absolutely serious scores um, in their matches. Mike Parnell, I think, in the three games, has got 3.21 alone. Clannagale um, on a bigger pitch, um, Cross McLennan, even if Drummond T do play with 14 men behind the ball, which I fully expect them to do. There will be still space there for to get through, and Clonagill are very nippy nippy side, and a lot of runners coming from everywhere, different angles. Um, you seen last week against Sargefields when Sargefields were six up and the Clonagill boys brought the miners on. You can just see the game just totally opened up, and Clonagill just started running at Sargefields, open them up everywhere. To, um. Should be coming off one side, my point coming out the other side, the wee boy O'Neill coming off, the, the McConville there, the by Tonin, the, the firepower are all the place. Um, so I don't know if Drummond he can hire them for so long. Now, if the Miners play, I assume they will play. Um, if they don't play, I still think they have enough. If they do play, I just think they'll have too many legs, they'll have too much firepower and Without, without being too disrespectful to the Drummond T, because at the end of the day, they're still in the Championship. Um, Clonagale could, could maybe win this game by six, seven, eight points. So they could. um Drummond T is going to have to try and rough them up. and um, I don't know who the referee is, because if this is an open game of football, Clonagale are very dangerous for any side left in the Championship, because of no fear. You can just see... In the three games previous, they obviously got the draw against Cross which was um, a great start for them. But the one thing I would say about Clonagill, they've given Sarsfield a six point head start and they give Mullabon an eight point head start at half time. And um, if you keep doing that, you're going to get caught. And if they give Drummond T a head start and give them confidence, and um, Drummond T have 15 men or 14 men behind that ball, they could see it out. But I would just say, there's too much firepower at Clannagale and they're too youthful and they have too many legs, I would say, at the minute, for Drum and T. It's
0: too, too simplistic. That probably, when I'm thinking yeah. of this game, it's strength against speed, basically. Or yeah. It got yeah. Speed. yeah, it is. It is. Speed because drum, out and, out, really.
1: drum and T are a big side. Um, They do like getting, like, bolting you up. If they're you up, you're not getting away. Um, I'd say they overturned us last week 20 plus times. And um, once we carry the bond the tackle, I don't think we'll get out once the whole match. So that's obviously their game plan. And uh, McKay is very, very good at organizing in there. You heard him all day. Um, he says and sweeps, and it, it is hard. We, I don't think we get through them. If we get through them once in the whole match, uh, we were lucky, you know what I mean? Because it's very, very tight in there. Um, uh, I just, I just think Clannigale are just, I think they're a wee step above um, Drummond T. Uh, just right at the minute now. Drummond T had them four or five bites back. Maybe a different game, but they are where they are. Um, the Bikes came in last week obviously doing a good job for them because of beat us, but I just think Clannigale's squad is very strong at the minute. And I just think they're too youthful and pacey, as I said. And I can just see Clannigale just maybe being very strong for Drummond T this weekend.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. I so, think Conor yeah. is going to come through that,
1: and especially with the form and the form he's in. Um, yeah, he's just he's he's, he's definitely one of he's one of the better players in our midfield, and now he's just um he's just left foot. Um, his organisation. Every time he gets the ball, something happens. Even the game last week, he wasn't outstanding against Southfields, but when he got the ball, something happened. Something came off it. You know what I mean, and you just see, you got the Bullets first goal there. He ran from fifty yards and just sidestepped four or five boys. That's the kind of player you've got in midfield at Clonic That's that's very dangerous, you know. So yeah. it is.
0: I think fans have. Uh, I think fans are that as well. That um, takes us on to Sunday then, with two with double header in the Athletic Grounds here, and it's Phil Peters against the Harps up first. at I think it's four o'clock. And then Silverbridge and Moore at six o'clock. Hope oh, well, I've got them times right. Um, they're both in Armad TV. St Peter's and the Harps first. Stefan, I got to see in both these teams. Yeah. Uh, Sunday there. Um, I suppose St Peter's. I would give. I would have given them a real chance. Only I think Owen Fendin's going to miss out. Um, I'm not sure. He's, he's out, is he? Yeah, I assume so, he came off the field last week injured, um, I thought it was his shoulder, I heard today it was maybe his wrist, so I'm not really sure what the injury was, But and I'm not sure if he's not going to make it or not, but he yeah. didn't did look like he was fit to play when he came off on Sunday, so I suppose whether he plays or not, that could have a huge impact on what way yeah, this game
1: is. It, it would be a big miss, um, we played St Peter's twice here, uh, very well organised, a um, lot of young players in the team use uh, using score So they have an orange midfield It's was just um, their leader in midfield he, um, They go long a lot And he catches a lot in midfield um, St. Peter's had a great year so far um, If you'd have said at um, the start of the year you finish third in 1B And you come out of the group in the championship That I took your hand off um, that's not being disrespectful to them. It's just they were just up and down the divisions, and they've consolidated themselves this year. One B, which is um, great for them. Um, Their youth coming through, so they're only going to get stronger and stronger. And um, so, where they're at at the minute, uh, they're pretty going this weekend. There's absolutely no pressure on St Peter's Tall this weekend. The pressure is normal Um for the maybe from them won the championship, haven't performed the championship, they haven't. Um, they got the semi final, I don't think they have. Maybe one quarter final from the year they won us. Um so for Harps the size of the club they are, um I don't think that's good enough. But not this I'm saying St. Peters have kind of like a free hit at this weekend, but they've still see themselves as a big opportunity to come through this game too. Um they like of our harps or harps are not having the best of seasons. Um Silverbridge gives them a good going over. Um a couple of weeks ago seen that game. Could have been more, um. So it could have been just all arm our arms, just quit. So they they didn't like people to run at them, and St Peter's will run at them. They, are two half forwards. Um, can't mean their names. Of them. They're two younger lads. They're very very PC. i the Yeah.
0: Ethan the one. so
1: they're very dangerous going forward. They're up and down the pitch. Um, search fields. I've maybe changed, or sorry, my hearts have changed their um, weather style of play this year a wee bit. They brought Mini back, and they're more or less a running game of the year. So I don't know if that's working for them or not, because Minnie's more dangerous, closer to the net. Um, and they really don't have many other forwards. So the we by Luke McAver is very good. Um, he'll get better with every game. Uh, but... <sighs> It's, it's, it's a hard one to call, but I just think I'm probably maybe going maybe in names here. I just, I just think, oh, Harps should just maybe just get over it. But I don't think very much. I, if I'm sitting here on Sunday night and someone says St. Peter's Bay Harps, it's not a massive surprise no more. Um, they're up and coming. Harps have kind of flagged a wee bit. Maybe just waiting for a few waves to come through. Kiara and a massiveness for them not being there the year. Absolutely massiveness obviously um, Charlie's away. I don't think they've replaced them um, players. But maybe Harps have been just tipping along in the background and maybe are just um coming to priming at the right times. Hard to know. I think after Sunday night you'll probably you'll you know where Harps are at. Um, the latter put a very strong performance in other beards. Um but that's that's probably the closest game this weekend, I think, the call. Um so it is, but I just think <sighs> So St. Peter's haven't been here before. This is new territory for, I'd say, maybe every player in that squad. Um, in the athletic grounds, probably be a bit crowded. in. Or my horse have been there, they've done it. And I know they haven't performed the championship the last five, six, seven years. But I think they'll have enough to come over it. Um, not by much. Not by much. I may be talking two points here, three points. I don't think we will I don't think they'll do a number on St. Peter's like I just think St. Peter's, uh, they've got legs and the team. The bigger pitch could suit them, so they could. And I think it'll be a, it'll be a close game, but I just think Harps will negative. Well, it.
0: But, so but, like, they've, they've talked real heavy beatings this year. Steph and the Harps, yeah. you mentioned, against Silverbridge and St. Peter's, the first round against Clan Iron. I think they're actually both 15-point yeah. defeats. How, yeah. St. Peter's have maybe dealt yeah. with that a wee bit better or they've, they've sort of bounced back a wee bit better from that. They drew with no. them on the one yeah. against the, greens, the Harps. They picked up a, a draw against Madden, but really they were second best all over the field.
1: They were, I, there were yeah. I I think um I think the bigger bigger the, the feats came the Harps. Um, as you said last week against Madden, they um probably snuck a draw at the end. Maybe Madden just maybe thought that the job done, is switched off, and fair play the Harps took advantage, called themselves a the draw. Um, Saint Peter's. Clown-Earn. Clown-Earn's Irwin, a very good side. Um, they could probably do that to most teams in the country, to be fair, like on any given night. Um, they probably just had a really good night, and so and St. Peter's had a bad night. Big derby game. clown probably couldn't beat St. Peter's bad enough um, because it's just a derby, you know, so they just probably kept turning the screw right to the end, and the Peters probably just switched off. St. Peter's probably changed tactics from that game, um. Don't play open football against the team of Clannarine because that's what happens. Um, Graham Moore was a good result. Not many teams go to Graham Moore and come out of there or anything. So I think at a point that day, was pretty good. And then torn around and beat Grains last week pretty comfortably. This has been a good comeback from Peters. And maybe they are building, maybe they're building something there. Maybe that's this is the one they're aiming for. Um, they take a big scalp like our Harps. And I'd say, Peters, we going to that game full of confidence, where the other way, um, Harps, such a heavy defeat at Silverbridge. I didn't see that coming. Like, a really heavy defeat at home was a, a big shock across the country there, you know what I mean? But Harps have that in them. As I said in 2017, they won that championship. They kind of maybe, is that is one championship enough for them? Um, is, that, is that where they're at? Do they have the hunger to get there again? Maybe someday they'll answer that question, but I'm kind of making a contradiction myself here. But it's called, I'm actually just going by names. I just think all of my hearts are just, I just think we'll be at St.
0: Peter's. And yeah, there's a
1: real a, explanation behind that, you know.
0: I'm going to mix it up a bit now. You go St. Peter's yeah. to get the win there. Just so yeah. some of us is going to be right. And I suppose Sunday evening, then this is, this is a big game, possibly the biggest game of the weekend. Silver Bridge yeah. against Greenmore. Um, Silverbridge simply because of the scores they're racking up at the minute, and we mentioned their their victory over the Harps, put three seventeen Shane O'Neill's there at the weekend. They're just yeah. the confidence is just going to be busting out of them
1: in the changing room. There, there is there. Well, they're young, and obviously with every every win, they're just going to break confidence. they put two score lines up against us there, or two um two big score lines. They scored goals from they scored four down in Murray. I think they got two up in Silverbridge. Um, could have got maybe four or five of silverbridge sort if of they really wanted to. You know, they're just taking points. Um, but the biggest thing, like I like about Silverbridge is when they see a weakness, they go at you. Um, they see the goal. They'll, they'll take the chance and go for the goal because you're not going to win championships by knocking the ball over at the bar if the goal's on, you know what I mean? So the manager, I think, has instilled that in them early there. Um, the game against Madden, first day of the season, I think he can dis- disregard that game just because of, of the conditions that night were atrocious, you know. So I would say whoever won the toss that night was probably going to win the game, and man did. So I, I wouldn't even put that against him as um, just not doing the year. But the branch back against Harps, the game and Harps, an awful, an awful, isn't so that, suited like that's that. That three seventeen scoreline in Abbey Park, I couldn't believe it myself. Like I definitely thought that was a 50-50 game. And um, they come back against Shane you know, O'Neill's last week and scored 310 or whatever it was, 3, something like that. 317 again, maybe, was it? It was 317 again, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, so, um, they got their serious score in championship football. The bigger pitch, the better for Silverbridge because they haven't too many outbites on the belt there. They're all young. Um, they're building on their other 21 minor successes there, and yeah, they're definitely a team. That's they're taking watching they'll, they'll they'll take a bait in the year so they will because they won the first division, um or one B, sorry. They're beating Armagh Harps, who are a big club, Beat Shane you know, O'Neills, you know what I mean, who or, you know, are on a bad side, you know what I mean? they had a bad year, but they're, they're not a bad side. There's some good players there. But you still have to put these scores up no matter who you're playing. Um Graham Moore. Jason O'Neill not play for them is absolutely massive because Graham Ward has put me and me in the ball and they just kick a ball to Jason and Jason's a great ball winner. Um, him not being there, I don't know who takes over that role for them. Their grinding results out there. The grind one won out against St Peters and um, they got the draw, so they did. Um, and uh, their claner beat last week by about was ten or so or something. Yeah, I like think six so. You would think, looking at the scoreline, the Silverbridge putting up, um, they're definitely going to score around 14 to 18 points. Uh Graeme Moore got that in them to match that, I don't know with Jason there. Um, and then Ross Finn out of the back line too. Just, like, they couldn't uh, pick two worst players not to be playing there, you know what I mean? So, um Graham they're so dogged, but they don't give up. Uh, you know what I mean? They're in the final last year. The grind of the red of the final, and fair play to them. Um I thought maybe they'd build it not to last year, but they stayed up in one a again. So they did, and um, maybe that's took a lot out of them. Uh, but Silverbridge definitely, definitely one of the contenders here because behind Cross and planner and I would just I would put Silverbridge just in behind them. So they're definitely they're definitely a good team because the the firepower they have up front dangerous, um they're well organised. Magnolia has them um, really well coached like they're the best coached team they've played the year, and that's kind of McNabb, and Alban and um, so they're definitely their kick kickouts and everything get them away, just they're just they're just a well coached side and they'll take a bit maybe most so saying that there I would expect them to come over Moore this weekend just because are just missing two. Of their, Two massive players that the take them out team, and you're going to struggle. So they are. Um, Graymoor will give it their best shot and they'll fight to the end. But I just think Silverbridge are just they're too youthful. Just a bit like Clonagill, there's just too many legs and they'll just become at all angles from um, Graymore. So
0: just in terms of experience, suppose when we're talking about the Harps and um, we're sort of talking about their experience. Graham Moore have been knocking about final yeah. last year, semi-finals, quarter-finals. They're yeah. used to the big games in the athletic grounds, yeah, but Silverbridge are. possibly aren't. So does that have an impact too, Stefan?
1: It, it does. It definitely does have an impact. Um, but that's the thing with youth. You don't know what's going to show up in the day. Um, if Silverbridge start well, um, then by growing confidence, if Gray Moore get on top of Silverbridge early and keep them... Low score, if it goes 1 8, 2 8, 3 8, Gray just that's they're rubbing their hands like, again. Yeah, that's what Gray Moore want. Gray just want a really tight game. so they can rough Silver Bridge up, keep it as low scoring as possible. But if Silver Bridge go out early and get, goals, get a goal early, and Gray kind of has to come out. There's going to be gaps there on Silverbridge. There's too many good ball players around the middle. But it's just, as I said, the angler runs come from everywhere. We find it very, very hard to track them. Um, they're half before, they're just, they come from corner back, they come from half back, they switch very well in between positions. They're just, they're just a very well coached side. And Greymore will do well to keep them low, but that's Greymore's best chance this weekend. Keep it low, scoring, keep it as tight as they've been keeping it, um, men behind the ball. But the FedEx Ground is not a given place for playing men behind the ball. There's just it's too big a pitch to fill too many gaps. And I think Silverbridge will find
0: them. Jeffs. Yeah, I think I'm going to go as well. I'm going to
1: go with Silverbridge. It'll be a good game to see where Silverbridge actually handle a team like Greymore, because they will give them problems. Um, if they come over that task, they will grow in confidence, and they'll be saying, so, geez, we have a great chance of winning the championship here." You know, and um, mm-hmm. building on what they are running across so close last year. Um, so. This is uh, the trajectory they're on. Like they're, they'll improve every year. Um, we can't say every year we're waiting for Silver to come because they're young. Some like, They have to deliver, start delivering very shortly, you know, because they are, they are a good side.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen them a couple of times this year. I think they are a good side, really good forwards. And as you mentioned, the goal threat, obviously, is always a, a plus point. Um, so I think we, we've agreed on three out of four games there. So the Harps and St-Peters will be the decider for our predictions. Um, so that's all we've time for the day for our preview show. We'll be back on Sunday or Monday with our review show with another special guest and a few interviews as well. Thanks very much to Capture Ladder for coming on board as our main sponsor for the championship, and thanks very much to Stefan for coming on and giving us his time and giving us his thoughts. Stefan, great to hear from you, and hopefully have you on a couple of times over the next few weeks. No question. Well, thanks for having me.